0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's Monday night. Looking forward to a decent Monday night game. Christian, Randy, how you boys doing?
1: Doing great. Hopefully uh, picking up a W later tonight with uh, just Tyler Lockett going against Russell Wilson and De- and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So that's going to be great.
2: Whoa. It's too bad it's not actually Debo. Samuel. I said Emmanuel. Like, I know. <laughs> um I, I think that's going to happen for you, man. I'm, I'm very Dude. optimistic. It's going to be
1: close. I'm only up 12, I believe. So it's going to be close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. I need, I, I'm up seven with Jimmy G against Russell and Metcalf. E-
1: Wait, do you, <laughs> which one do you have, Jimmy G? Yeah.
0: I also uh, have, the, I'm also going to have the second most points this week. And I'm probably going to lose to the guy with the most points. And that's going to knock me out of the playoff contention. That it, really sucks.
1: In yep. my le- in my home league, I scored over. I'm going to score over 200 points this week, and my opponent's going to
2: score 170 and just okay. get screwed. I feel so bad. I hate when that happens. I want to create a league where the highest scorers also get points. So like one, two, and three. Yeah, have fun with that. I'm not dealing with that headache as a commissioner. But Sean's <laughs> the commissioner. of That one.
0: What?
1: Bro- Which one? Bro- it in. <laughs> what the new one? Just just move on. He's he's uh, talking uh, about yeah. again. Yeah. I know.
0: With All right, so as always, thanks for joining. Um, we're gonna go through uh we're gonna do a week 10 recap on this episode and we're gonna do it a little different. Um we had some feedback about how we've been running these episodes and we're gonna try something else. Um we're not gonna get, go through every game, we're just gonna give you a list of the top performers and then we'll touch on it from there. Uh, we'll go through our worthy waivers going into week eleven. I was talking to Randy and Christian. It's gross, and it it made me sad picking my guy, but I guess but we had to, per Christian. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is our Dynasty League had quite the trade deadline the last week or so. So we're going to touch on some moves that the three of us made and some other trades around the league and just get our opinions on them. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcuppod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the cut FFL like, and share us on Facebook and uh, subscribe to anywhere. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts: podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, anchor stitcher, or wherever else. And we'd like to announce that we do now have a webpage and that's www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We're going to be posting articles throughout the rest of the season. Uh, the three of us will have some guest writers on there as well. So, so get, uh, Give it a look. Um, you shouldn't. You won't be disappointed in the content we have there. Uh, boys, you guys got anything else to have before we get into this? Let's roll. Now, it's yeah, good. Let's do it. All right. So, like I said before, we're going to do this recap a little bit differently. Um, we'll start with the quarterback position. The number one scoring quarterback on the week, much to Christian's dismay, was Lamar Jackson. He did go 15 for 17 with 223 yards, but did throw three touchdowns and had... Uh, seven rushes for 65 yards, a touchdown, and a spin move that is almost Braxton Miller esque from the VodTech game. That was still my favorite, one of my favorite moves of all time. Yeah, forever. Um, so Christian, are you eating your words yet on Lamar Jackson?
2: Yeah, 100%. But also, you said much to my dismay. I put him at number one in my rankings this week. I expected this, it was against the Bengals. Um, I, I'm not gonna discredit what Lamar's doing anymore. I, I am eating my words a little bit, but I mean he had a perfect passer rating. He's the first quarterback to ever have two perfect passer ratings in the same season. So I think that's because he's not throwing the ball. Because he's not. Yes. <laughs> I think that's
0: also because he's. I throwing mean, when you got uh, games like this, you don't need to. But I yeah, get it. yeah, hundred percent. Which is yeah. what
1: yeah, that's what we said on the DFS episode too. We didn't hmm. think he would throw that much or run that much.
0: But oh, I mean, he's probably going to be our quarterback two to one the rest of the year. Um, his schedule isn't that terrible. Um, and I mean, I think the worst game he has, he plays the Rams in LA, but you can't, I mean, you can't bench him. That's uh, There's oh, no, no scenario where you can bench him for a different option. So he's just a guy yeah. you're going to plug in there every week and you're going to reap the benefits more often than not. Um, next guy, number two on the list was Pat, Pat Mahomes uh, back from his dislocated kneecap, thirty six for fifty for four hundred forty six yards and three touchdowns. I, f- I feel like him throwing the ball fifty times in a game like this is so crazy. But th- that game was just weird. Like yep. it was a good game, but it was odd. Like the way that whole game ended uh, ended up. But obviously Mahomes is a guy that most people he was mostly the quarterback one off the board. If not for every league, he was the quarterback one. He was going as high as the third or second round, and you had been relatively disappointed for the la- for the last couple weeks before he got hurt. Obviously, the game he got hurt, you kind of throw away the Thursday night game against the Broncos, but he hadn't really been putting up these numbers yet. He did it the first couple weeks, and then there was kind of a gap, but I, he's, he's another guy that you just can't sit. Like These, these first two guys yeah. are ones that you just roll out there every week.
1: Yep, they're plug and play no matter what the matchup is at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with
0: that. Yeah. Number three uh, was Kyler Murray, twenty-seven for forty-four, three hundred twenty-four yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he did have a pick, but then rushed for thirty-eight yards on the ground. This showed kind of what everybody was looking at going into the season in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. Um, they're gonna they're gonna air the ball out. They're gonna use their weapons in space. And and Murray took advantage of it. It was a great matchup against Tampa Bay's secondary that I think if us three put together a team, we might be able to have like 85 to a hundred yards on that secondary. Um It's boring. But, but. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I mean, that, but that secondary it's like you, you absolutely have to pick yeah. on it every week. They, yeah. All
1: of their free agent draft moves have just not played out. They just need to, Full
0: reset that thing. Yeah, um, and and they they took. I'm pretty sure they. Vernon Hargraves was a first round draft pick for them. Yeah, I believe he like was, seventh overall or something. He too. Was, he's okay, but he's not. He's not at the level of other lockdown corners that have been drafted in that area. But but Ky, like, how are you guys starting Kyler every week the rest of the year now? Um. I
1: probably will, but that's only because everywhere I have him is a two q b league, so I'm gonna start him over my third guy that's just there for five weeks uh but I mean, it's gonna be matchup dependent, but this is kinda I think in the future, as long as he doesn't for some reason switch to baseball, I think this is what we're gonna come to expect to is him doing is him throwing more and running just enough, so basically the exact opposite of Lamar and then them both being top five quarterbacks
0: in yeah, the future. I mean, future. I mean, he's, he's been a better passer than I think I gave him credit for going into the yeah. year. He's, I, he is
2: comfortable back there, and he's throwing tight windows. I He's been great. He has, but he also has some really tough matchups in a bye coming up that, I, like you said, it's going to be matchup dependent, but I'm looking through his schedule right now, and I see maybe one matchup that I'm comfortable – Rolling out there, 100 percent comfortable at least. Like he plays, Plus he, a- has a, he has a buy too, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got the buy in two got a weeks. Buy, but he played also- San Francisco, and he played really well against. Him, yeah, so- exactly. That's what I wanted to
1: bring up. Yeah. I, he looked good against San Francisco. I don't think, I don't think you're gonna sit him
0: over a lot of people. It's kind of what I'm saying because yeah. he's
1: gonna give you pretty much a guaranteed like three and a half points on the ground.
0: Yeah, he's he's probably a top ten guy. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if I trust top five every week like this one. But yeah, he's he's top yeah, ten. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> <laughs> say, yeah, hundred percent. Daniel Jones was number four, three hundred eight <laughs> yards, four touchdowns in a game that they lost. He looked good, yeah. man. Uh, yeah,
1: him and Darnold both look good because both defenses <laughs> are atrocious.
0: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> There's really we, not much to say about yes. this game.
2: <laughs> no, I mean Daniel Jones was surprising, despite the fact that well Saquon Jets, Saquon was basically shut out and done with an. That's injury. not going
0: to happen in, in the yeah. right. I'll tell you what in the right matchup, you may be able to start Daniel Jones. I just I, I he's still a rookie quarterback, and the three to four turnover game with no or one touchdown is going to come still. And, and and if you pick the wrong week, it's going to be bad. Well, I
2: I will say he has the buy this week, and then out of the buy, he's got the Bears. However, I mean he's QB seventeen on the year. He hasn't been bad whatsoever. I mean his worst game. I think he still had five points. So I mean that's a pretty bad oh, game. <laughs> wow, still, still had this isn't five.
1: A- but this is a freaking defense. What the hell are you talking about?
2: <laughs> no, I know. But I mean, he's 17 on the year it, in two quarterback formats. Like I'm very comfortable having Daniel Jones in my lineup. Yeah. It's well, just yeah, de- it's definitely not a start every week, but this is a good yeah. week. Not every,
0: yeah. Not everybody's plays two quarterback. I think if you're, if, if people are going to want to chase the points in this one when they do come back from bye. but like you said, it's the bears and then he plays the Packers. Then he's at Philly. And I mean for the fancy Maybe. playoffs, he's got Miami and Washington, but I, I I don't know. I still don't know if you want to trust him there. Obviously yeah. it's good matchups I'll, on paper, but
1: well, I'll tell you what, Philly's defense is getting healthier and better and then And it's on the road. Yeah, and Dolphins defense has actually looked decent the last two weeks, and so has the Redskins. So I'm not like salivating at the chance, but obviously he's gonna be better than at least a third of the league that week, I assume. So I mean, like I, like you said, two quarterback. I could see him see me playing
0: him every week. Yeah. yeah. Uh Dak Prescott, Sunday Night Football, three hundred ninety-seven yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he di- he's going. I, he's probably going to move. I don't know if he's going to stay at five, but he is quarterback four on the season, and he didn't really run the ball at all. I mean, he moved his hips a lot in pregame, but <laughs> he didn't he didn't run the ball. I I think he's. People were wondering going into this year what kind of quarterback he would be. I, I think he's safely going to be top 10. Uh for the, what? what do you guys think? As long as he has Amari. Top 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stat that they showed last night about his, his t- touchdown interception before Cooper and after Cooper. Um, it's crazy. And if you yeah. and if you think about it, he never really like once Des des kind of fell off. He never had that guy the last year and a half until Cooper showed up. And it just yeah. shows what good quarterbacks can do given the right weapons. Yeah. And uh, Cooper
2: looked amazing last night too. So <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> going to continue. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Dak, he does have that, that rushing ability too, to where like even if he does suck throwing the ball, he still might end up as a top 10 guy on the week because. Maybe he rushes in two touchdowns, you know. So yeah, I, I think that that's one guy coming into the season that was just terribly undervalued for what he actually provides. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he was going late, late, late in drafts, and he's well, a top, so, so top was, guy.
1: So was Lamar, though. So was Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. was going late. I mean, obviously, for like us three, weren't like, oh, we're gonna draft early because we definitely right. don't want Lamar. Or- <laughs> Wentz or any of the yeah, obviously we waited, but like I don't know, man. I, I don't want to trust this outcome mainly because I don't think they're gonna let Zeke not be effective like he was in this game, but I do think he's gonna be fringe
0: top ten every yeah. week. Six six touchdowns the past two weeks. Um his next three games are at Detroit, at New England, and home for Buffalo. So that's just that's something to keep an eye week. on. Is it is this right? Was Sam Darnold really quarterback seven?
1: You're yeah. questioning after reading Daniel Jones at four,
0: he I was mean, at seven. I mean, Darnold put up 230 yards and one touchdown, and then I, I he it got it had, had rushing touchdown. Rush jeez. Oh yeah. man, he well, he still hasn't uh, looked that good.
2: I will say the quarterback landscape was not very good this this week. I mean, you've got you've got Ryan Tannehill at ten. He had less than 200 yards. Um, he did have the three touchdowns, but. Like I, I mean, just Mitchell Trubisky's at eight. Let's not there's
1: I guess there's I three there's oh. three really bad quarterbacks that are in the top ten this week. So, I, I skipped I over,
0: I apologize. I skipped over Josh Allen, uh two sixty six, uh no passing touchdowns, but did have two rushing touchdowns, and that's the only reason that he's six. That was his career that was his season high in pass attempts. There's not much to say. The Browns defense played well. Um Allen's going to give you the rushing floor and the opportunity for a rushing touchdown mo- most weeks, which is going to help his fantasy value, especially in four-point passing touchdown leagues. We've always we've already touched on it. Almost the same thing with Murray, even though Murray's starting to air it out a little bit more. I don't have much to say about Allen. I think he's going to firmly be in this tier just based on the the rushing touchdown floor. Yeah,
1: I believe he is five this year now. Right. Uh, That's right. No, it's si- it six. should be 6 with it's his six, 2. Yeah. So I I could easily see him having 8 by the end of the year. If he can get 10, he's a lock for like top probably 8 just because those I mean that's 60 points right there. <laughs>
2: he's at 10 in, in most of our leagues right now. Yeah. I know I know the the point system that the, the season long rankings definitely depend on what kind of point system you guys are playing. With quarterbacks there's obviously a little less alteration, but um Like if you have yardage bonuses or things like that, he might be a little off of what we say he is, but he's quarterback 10 in in our league. So
0: number eight on the day, my boy, Kirk cousins, 220 yards on 32 passing attempts, two touchdowns, both to Kyle Rudolph. He, he looks, he's looked very good these last four or five weeks Um He's he seems like he's finally getting accustomed to Stefanski's offense, and this was and this was without Thielen too. Um, I, I do think Thielen comes back if not this upcoming week after the bye, They have bye week twelve. I we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I said that I thought he was going to be a top twelve quarterback rest of the year, and I'm staying on that train. I'm staying on the Kirk Cousins train.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you were out out of pocket to to think that because. I mean, looking at it, he's been a top 12 guy since 2015, and he hasn't fallen outside of that top 12 at all, and he actually reached number five in 2016. So, I mean, the, the history is there to where you would have thought that. I just didn't fully believe that the Vikings would bounce back as, as strong as they've been this year. So, And I also thought that some other guys would have been a lot better, but um, I, I don't think it's it's outlandish at all to, to have thought that
0: from the jump. Yeah. Um, number nine, uh, number nine on the list was, uh, Jameis Winston. He did have, he was 30 for 48 with 358 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. This was inter- interesting, because Godwin and Evans really didn't do much. Um, he had a touchdown. Uh, he had a touchdown go to OJ Howard. Uh, our Howard was my start of the week. It, it was all based on the Arizona matchup and that came into play. It's just you know, bad James is coming. Like, and when bad James hits, it's it, it's awful. But but this
2: isn't bad Jameis.
1: yeah? I was gonna say for fantasy, I don't think it's coming. Since he's been, he had that really bad week, and then he, since he's been like, seems like fully into this system, he's been fine for fantasy. He's putting
2: up top fifteen numbers every week at least. Yeah, I mean, the last three weeks. Uh, nothing under 18 fantasy points. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, his peak so far this year has been 30.3 points. So, I mean, I think you roll with Jameis because there's always that opportunity for him to (laughs) score 30 points, and and that's a a matchup winner right there. Yeah. Well, and the good thing for him is his
1: running game is still shaky and his secondary is awful. So the odds are – The odds are the other team's going to be able to score. Other team's going to be able to score. That's what's going to
0: happen. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, the number 10 quarterback on the week was Jeff Driscoll.
1: It won't be after tonight.
0: (laughs) Driscoll got the start for Stafford. Um, It was reported Saturday that Stafford does have a fractured, uh, what is it, spinal bone, something like that. Um, And he might miss multiple weeks. (sighs) I, I don't think, maybe in two quarterback leagues, If you're desperate, Driscoll could be a guy you look at because he's probably going to get another start. But I mean, 27 for 46, 269, and a touchdown. uh, Also added 37 yards on the ground. But I agree. I think once Garoppolo and Wilson get into it, he's going to get kicked out. But it wasn't a bad day for people that were desperate and needed to stream him. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't bad. It's crazy. Didn't so there were reports that came out that. Uh, Stafford dealt with like a broken back all of last year as well. And I thought he had like surgery to fix that.
2: I don't uh, think so.
1: Well, I, don't I, think is, ever had I, I swear there I had that video.
0: There was a video of what caused the back injury. It was a hit by one of the Raiders linebackers. His helmet kind of went straight into his back. From from the
2: year,
0: year. Yeah, it was last week.
1: Well, it wasn't perfect. That's all I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hi. I I, I hope that Stafford doesn't miss much time. Because I don't yeah. think we can expect Driscoll to be that good.
0: All right. Well, let's, it was against the Bears. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Let's move on to running backs. Like this was really top heavy. Sure was. I mean just let go Christian ahead. go over this go one. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Derrick Henry, number one running back on the week. Almost 200 yards. He had 188 of those. He also had two he touchdowns.
0: What are yes. do you doing, Chiefs?
2: Just tackle. he's a, he's you know, a I, fridge. I, I saw a stat where he reached like 20 miles an hour on one of his breakaway runs, which a guy that's that big running 20 miles an hour, like that's terrifying. But that's why I think he's a, he's a RB one. So I, I won't brag too much. Uh, we are 10 weeks in and he's sitting, he's, he's got his bye this, this upcoming week, but he has some, some decent matchups. So I think that I'm going to be slapping you boys. There's a lot more weeks, boy. (laughs) boy.
0: Another big game for Dalvin Cook Uh, 97 rushing yards, 86 receiving yards, and a rushing score, 31 fantasy points. He's this year, it's really close between him and McCaffrey on who looks like the best running back in football. Like Dalvin Cook is showing now when he can be healthy for an entire season what he can do. I mean, he's the number two running back in PPR. And I and if, if you had to redraft today, you probably take McCaffrey first, but Dalvin Cook has to be the next pick. Yeah,
2: and, has to be. And I, this next guy probably has to be the third he's pick. right there, yeah.
1: And, yeah he's up there. I, I struggled in actual drafts to not take, because I know in the one league I had 10th pick, and I was usually late in every league, and it was hard for me not to take Cook. It yeah. was just... I was just kind of in the hope that he got back to me late second.
0: Yeah. Number but. three on the week was Aaron Jones, ninety-three yards and three touchdowns. He only played fifty percent of snaps, but he showed how <laughs> explosive he can be, and that he doesn't need a ton of touches. He only had thirteen carries. Yeah, just
1: it's ridiculous. Move on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't understand this offense at all. No, it's but they're winning. They're winning games. They're eight yeah. two. Uh, Christian McCaffrey comes in at number four, uh, 108 rushing yards, 33 receiving yards and a rushing score along with, I don't know what the Panthers were trying to do on their last play. You got to throw the ball. Yeah. They did the same
2: thing. I want to say week one or two where they had the, uh, the shuffle pass to McCaffrey or the direct snap to McCaffrey or something like that. Uh, and that's how they lost. They lost on the one. I do want to give us a pat on the back for saying that we thought that it was going to be a battle of the running backs, and then the Mm -hmm. the two of the running backs come in at three and four. So yeah, Uh, and Rogers didn't come in the top ten. Correct. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Christian boy Ronald Jones at number five with twenty nine rushing yards, but seventy seven receiving yards and a rushing score. Finished with twenty one fantasy points. We were talking about it a little bit before before we started recording. He did have eight receptions on eight targets. That's kind of an anomaly because if you look at his other stats, he never had more than two in a game. But he's 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 looks like the better running back in Tampa Bay. Now you can take that with a grain of salt because it doesn't look like Tampa Bay is going to use their running backs a ton. But he's probably a he's probably a RB two play for the rest of the year. Let me give you one more stat. Uh, He had more receptions this
2: week than he did all of last season. Yeah, that
1: and well. he didn't play last season. They they gave him the ball behind an offensive line that couldn't block anyone.
0: That's and fair. I, think a high, I think the highest he had ever in a year in college was like six or seven. Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon on th- off Thursday night comes in at 608 rushing yards and a touchdown, uh, also 25 receiving yards. He's fi- Once they fired Ken Wisenhunt, he's finally starting to look like the running back that everybody expected him to be once he came back from his holdout. And it, I, I think it's because he's just he's touching the ball more.
1: Yeah, he's, not, he's not trying to survive off eight touches. Yeah, right.
0: Josh Jacobs at 7, uh, 71 rushing yards, 30 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Um, only played 52% of snaps, though, which is kind of worrisome just based on the fact that the Raiders were up for most of this game.
2: Dude, I'll tell you what. That last drive where, where they had to uh, lead that game-winning drive – and I want to – which running back was on the, the field? I, I, think
0: was, I think it was DeAndre Washington.
2: That's what I thought. Um, and I was just uh, basically shitting my pants because I have Jacobs in Dynasty, and he really had a crap day up until that last touchdown run.
0: You uh, mean the one where nobody from the Chargers decided they wanted to tackle him?
1: Yes. But well, uh, in, in fairness, that line opened up a huge
2: hole for him. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they did.
2: The Raiders line looks good. It was just – it was odd that Jacobs wasn't on the field. Even, like, for that whole two-minute drive, he can catch the ball. I guess those guys are more specialists in that, though.
0: They are. Big Joe Mixon at 8. 30 rushing attempts, but did get over – hundred. had 114 yards, had uh, 150 all-purpose yards, which is uh, – if you you stuck with Joe Mixon, you reap the benefits – And with with Finley at quarterback, this is what the Bengals are going to have to do. Joe Mixon is going to have to touch the ball a ton. And to be honest, he looked really good. He was the one bright spot of the Bengals' offense in this game.
2: Well, when you get the ball 32 times, and you have to look good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry barely does, but yeah, I agree.
0: Le'Veon Bell comes in at 9, only had 34 yards on 18 rushing attempts, but did score a touchdown. And had four catches for 34. I still think better days are ahead for Bell. Um, he was a little banged up going into this one, uh, but yep. he he was able he was able to salvage the day with a score. And then Alvin Kamara comes in at number ten. Uh, f- only four rushes for 24 yards, but did have eight catches for 50 yards. Uh, that's obviously the fl- that obviously the floor of Kamara is he's going to catch a ton of passes. he's going to catch a ton of passes. But boy that. That New Orleans offense, I don't know what happened, but wow, that offense was bad.
2: They couldn't run the ball at all, (laughs) like at all. I I would just throw this game away, though. I think better days are ahead for Kamara. And and before we move on to receivers, I did want to mention the 11 and 12, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back-to-back. They both had over 14 fantasy points. I know a lot of people were worried about Kareem Hunt's involvement in the offense, but I think that they showed that they can both be I think, it was,
0: yeah.
2: I think it was almost like 50-50 share.
0: Snap, the snap percentages was 54% for Hunt and then 81 for Chubb because they were on the field together. Oh, that's... Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Fullback. Yeah. Yeah, right. Amazing fullback. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Jesus.
0: He, he, he knows how to block, man.
2: He just yeah. destroyed... He just knocked everyone over. I, I, I will say I, I'm glad for the man, Kareem Hunt. He He's He seems a lot more humble, um, and it seems like this might be a good fit. And maybe they look at keeping Kareem
0: past yeah. season. They have the, the cap space. Maybe. All right. Uh, top 10 wide receivers. My start of the week, Christian Kirk. Six catches for 138 yards and three touchdowns on 10 targets. He's finally healthy, and he's looking like what the Cardinals drafted him to be. Fitzgerald, his time is going to be up soon and he's just going to pass the baton to Kirk and Kirk is that big play threat that can beat you deep anytime he wants.
2: Yeah, I don't have much yeah. to say about Kirk. I, I own him in, in a league and I, I feel pretty good about that now. He played on 96% of snaps. so. That's what yeah, I like. this,
0: is, this is a big note here. Um, Darius Slayton comes in at number two. 10 catches for 121 yards and two touchdowns. He had had uh, a two touchdown game in week 8 but it was on two catches for 50 yards. He's never he hasn't had more than four receptions in a game, but this one with no Sterling Shepard, no Evan Ingram, he reaped the benefits of the Jets Swiss cheese secondary uh <laughs> to the tune of 34 fantasy points. He's definitely a name to keep an eye on. Um I don't know how much longer Shepard's going to be out. It seems like they're trying to play he's going to be getting kick gloves when they're bringing it back. They are on a buy this upcoming week. Definitely something to note. Oh man. Tyree kill had 19 targets, 11 catches for 157 yards and a touchdown. And this is including a play where it looked like he re-injured his, his, his clavicle.
2: Yeah. That didn't look good, but I and mean, it looked
0: exactly like when he got hurt. Yeah. He's fine. But, huh? if, but if, if he's in there, you start him and, and you know, that Mahomes is going to continue to look his way. Amari Cooper comes in at four. He's finally healthy, 14 targets. And then he had 11 catches for 147 yards and a touchdown. He's just a really good receiver. Like there's not much more to say.
1: Couldn't have done this last week when I needed it, but it's all right. right? (laughs) Uh,
0: Michael Thomas coming in at five, Uh, 13 catches for 152 yards. It is crazy that he's, he only has four touchdowns on the season, but he's leading the league in receptions and receiving yards. He's he's a stud. Like, there's no other way to put it. He is one of, if not the best, pure wide receiver in football. He has 21 more fantasy points than the wide receiver
2: two on the year, which is Mike Evans. Um, so I think that Michael Thomas is – he's for sure a top three guy. But, I mean, this was in a game where Drew Brees sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, still was able to – get 153 yards. Yeah, it's insane.
0: It's Jar- it, Jarvis yeah. Landry comes in at 6 9 for 97 and a touchdown uh, Landry he his hands his hands were great in that game Mayfield was putting the ball where he needed to and and the Browns offense was moving down the field a lot better so that, that's definitely a positive sign if you own Landry or Beckham or if you've held on to David Njoku he should be back he did get his cast off um, number 8 or I'm sorry yeah, number seven was Golden Tate, um, with four catches for ninety-five yards and two touchdowns. One of them was on a screen pass. To Daniel Jones, literally threw the ball a yard, and Golden Tate just did the rest by himself. Um, eight targets, but obviously when you got a guy like uh, Slayton catching ten for one twenty-one and two, uh, it, it's it's hard to get, it's hard to rack up the catches. But two Giants wide receivers in the top seven is pretty crazy. It's insane. You, you're never going to see this again. No, I agree. Uh, yeah. it's just, it, we still have yet to see a full giants arsenal with all of their guys back healthy. So we don't know how that's all going to shake out. It might not happen this year. Who knows? Uh, Randall Cobb coming in at eight, uh, six catches for 106 yards and the touchdown. The touchdown came on a, on a free play when the uh, Vikings jumped offside. but this looked like the co- this looked like the Randall Cobb that the, that the Cowboys went out and got him for.
2: I think that's what you call a flash in the pan right there. Yeah. Yep, yep. Don't trust that at all. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you're going to do that. But DJ Moore, nine catches on 11 targets for 120 yards. He's quietly had two really good games. He had seven for 101 last week on 10 targets, and he had 11 targets this week. He's he's def. I think he's definitely kind of pushed himself over Curtis Samuel as the wide receiver one in that offense. What do you guys think? 100%. Yeah, he's the target. He's the target hog. He's
2: the wide receiver one, but I still think that Samuel can be considered kind of a one a. But when you have Greg Olson there to eat up targets and Christian McCaffrey, uh, I think that kind of slides Samuel down, and that's why he's the two.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and the future Greg Olson isn't in the future, so that's true. Talk about that later.
0: (laughs) And then the wide receiver ten on the week, Jamison Crowder, five catches for eighty-one yards and a touchdown. Averaged thirteen yards per target, uh, sixteen yards per catch. Did play seventy two percent of the snaps. Finished with nineteen fantasy points. He's interesting. I, I was never. I wasn't high on him going into the year, but I th- and I think it was more because Christian, you and I were both on the same page with Robbie Anderson. But Crowder is the clear first option. Yeah, Robbie Anderson
2: is probably the most irrelevant guy. Oh, no, it's disappointing, man. I can't even. I can't sell him. In Dynasty, I can't I guess, get him taken from me. I didn't want to. You ask
0: asking for too much. That's the <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, looking at the tight ends, Mark Andrews uh, kind of comes back from the dead a little bit. Six catches for 53 yards, did have two touchdowns. He's just got to continue to play the Bengals, man. He had six for 99 in the first <laughs> matchup. He's just. He's hey,
2: man. I, I'm comfortable with him in, in Dynasty as well because that's two matchups a year where I know Mark Andrews is going <laughs> to be 10 and 1. Jesus Christ!
0: Travis Kelsey caught all seven of his targets for 75 yards and a touchdown. He he's, he's started to have he started he's had three good weeks in a row: 16, 13, and 20 fantasy points. Um, he, he's looking like the guy you draft him to be. How about Kyle Rudolph? Four catches for 14 yards, but four, two of those four catches came with touchdowns, including a ridiculous one-handed catch in the back of the end zone on the first one. It's a great play by Cousins, and it was an even better catch by Rudolph, um, and, and a two-point conversion points. Yeah, uh, Here, Greg Dumbledore, Olson. Hmm? Go ahead. I was gonna
2: say that was one of the nastiest one-handed catches I've ever that seen. Was, that, just,
0: was, that was that was, was, kind, was kind
2: of like, like the the nose of the football was in his hand, and then he just tucked yeah. it in. He didn't bring his second arm over. He was like, oh, don'm having know. that big of hands. Well, be, I mean. Look,
1: wasn't that last week that Ebron had the the nasty catch? I mean, either way, this season's the tight ends for the the one hand catches. They're killing people out
0: here. Yeah. Greg Olson, eight catches for ninety eight yards on ten targets. He's been the reliable guy for Josh Allen. He's he hasn't put up the huge game, but I, I mean, he's a guy that Allen can continue to look at. Um, if you need a streaming option a tight end, if if you own Austin Hooper and Hooper looks like he's going to be out multiple weeks. Um, if you if you were waiting on Chris Herndon, who fractured his rib and is probably gonna be out the rest of the year. Olson's a guy that might be on your waiver wire that you can go pick up. Um, number five on the week was Gerald Everett, eight catches for sixty eight yards on twelve targets. Goff was looking at him a ton. It was the only it was the only real thing he could do. I mean, Robert Woods a little bit. I,
2: this Rams offense, I mean I, I think Gerald Everett is probably going to be the most consistent moving forward, just based on what we've seen out of Goff. And uh, I don't know, man. I, as someone who has shares of, of the other guys,
0: uh, and we'll talk about him later. But Cooper Cup was zero. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Guys, we did it. We got a good OJ Howard game, and it was the it was the week I he, I made him my start of the week. Oh, four for forty seven and a touchdown. Because he was wide open because the cardinals don't cover tight ends
2: just needs to be trained for christian
0: steve i just saw that in the show doc. that's wrong hey, yeah i i, I did give him uh, mike gusecki who put up what two
2: yeah he would have four but he fumbled
0: Ah <laughs> uh, man these tight ends jared so- cook six for 74 brings him in the seventh on the week yeah uh,
2: dude honestly Let's not even talk about the rest of these tight ends because they're not even worth it. these That's last fine. Anthony Ferkser, who the hell is that?
0: Jack Doyle caught a touchdown three for forty four Hunter Henry, four for thirty in a touchdown. And then, as Christian said, Anthony Ferkser, the backup tight end, the third string, really tight end for the Tennessee Titans did catch a touchdown
2: and and that puts him in t- top ten. This is gross
0: <laughs> Tight ends. Are- <laughs> Yep. All right, let's get it. before before Christian goes off on a tangent. Let's get into the mediocrities of the week, and we'll start with Christian's disappointment. Cooper Cup.
2: He had Christian. zero freaking points. It zero so. catches. He didn't do anything. He went from being the wide receiver like one three weeks ago to I think he dropped wide, wide right receiver. now. He's wide receiver six. Right, and that's a steep fall from wide receiver one in terms of points, but. I mean, after tonight with Lockett, he's going to be the wide receiver seven. I don't know, man. The like I I said, Rams, yeah. <laughs> Rams offense is scaring me right now. I think people yeah. have figured out McVay, and I think Jared Goff's just not very good. Um, I, I don't. Know. I'm not sure if it's figured out McVay or they
1: didn't pay enough attention to their line getting worse this offseason. so the run
0: games hurting and then they're getting to go off a lot better. There's been a couple injuries on the line too.
1: Yeah. So it's just, I mean, that's their main address of the off
2: season. And that's all they really need.
0: Cup didn't even have a target.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I don't, I don't know what was happening.
0: (laughs) Uh, Christian, I'll see your, I'll see your Cooper cup disappointment and I'll raise you. Saquon Barkley. 13 rushes for one yard, but he did catch five balls for 30 yards. And did get x-rays when he was asked about his health after the game. He said, next question. Yeah, that's good. Which is
1: basically the only information any of us have gotten about his injury. (laughs) (laughs) Is Next question. So all of us that are like, maybe we should. Well, it's like, well, we kind of need to know, like, maybe we need to pick up Gallman. Who knows? But right now it's just next question. So I'm just, I have no (laughs) idea what's going on. Next player.
0: David Johnson was healthy. I think five rushes for two yards, one reception for eight. He did fumble. Um Cliff Kingsbury came out after the game and said he wasn't hurt. He was just putting Drake in because Drake was having more success. And he said, it's going to be a week to week thing. He's going to there. It's really going to be this hot hand approach, which is, which is really scary for fancy owners.
2: Well, David Johnson, I don't know if you watched much of this game or the, what how many ever plays David Johnson actually made it onto the field for he did not look good whatsoever. he looked slow, like he was missing a step um he didn't look like the explosive David Johnson that I know. I know I traded for him like five weeks ago, and man that's probably the worst trade i've ever made in my entire life. I traded yeah. away Darren Waller for him
0: <laughs> um yeah i don't really have much more to say about that Ezekiel elliott twenty carries for forty seven yards. Only had two catches. I mean, it seems like it's a really simple like simple game plan for the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott has to have success for them to win games. Yeah, and I believe any
1: game he's had like seventy five yards are like undefeated. So it's something dumb like that. Like they just need but it's not like they didn't try to feed him. Like it's it's just just, the Vikings game plan, Zeke doesn't beat us.
0: They weren't expecting the Vikings front seven to be as stout in this game as it as it was. They're good. Um, Jalen Samuels is another disappointment. Uh, he had 14 carries for only 29 yards, um, and then he didn't really have the receiving the receiving floor either. He had seven targets but only caught three balls for 11 yards. It seems like James Conner is going to be back for Thursday night against the Browns. Um, there's not much to say. I mean, Samuel was a Samuel's was a good plug and play RB two. It just it just didn't pan out. Yeah, yeah,
1: he may he may get a few touches just to ease uh, ease Connor. Connor back on Thursday, but yeah,
0: you know I'm
2: saying you can't play him. Like he's right. only going to get a few. I'd drop him at this point. Yeah. Now
0: we have Odell Beckham in here. I'm I'm going to put an asterisk by that. He did only have five catches for 57 yards, but he had 12 targets. The Browns were trying to get him, to yeah. him um, the ball. They got him the ball. They they targeted him like it seemed like eight times in the red zone. He drew. Two uh, pass interference penalties. I believe they were both against Jordan Poyer. And he had, he caught a, they threw a lob to him and it was a great pass. It was a great play by Beckham. It's just, Tradavius White just made a better play to knock the ball out. So I, I can see where you'd be disappointed by that. But the 12 targets, at least to me, is intriguing going forward for the Browns and Odo Beckham. Like, I, let, let me put it this way he was no Robbie Anderson.
2: Well, I think those two are are equally disappointment disappointing this year because I mean if you have OBJ and he's sure. sitting at like the wide receiver thirty or whatever he is now he's probably in the in the
0: low twenties. He's I believe I just looked. He's wide receiver twenty four in PPR.
2: Okay, so yep. he's just a wide receiver too. Like that's twenty five. I'm sorry. So, so that's perhaps the most disappointing draft pick. Yeah, that's Tito no that's fair.
0: Or Robbie anderson is wide receiver sixty seven
2: well, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't drafted to be
0: OBJ, no yeah. right three ta- three targets, one catch for eleven yards i th- i think you have to drop him i mean it, it, there there's got to be another not, guy that can help your team more than he is I'm not dropping him for
2: mckissick or yeah any of these people that's i mean yeah it, that, you almost have to stash him and hope that. Because Robbie Anderson wasn't great last year until the last three weeks. The fantasy playoffs, he was insane. But, well, he was insane the first two weeks, and then I think he put up a crapshoot of a game for the championship and probably lost people a lot of games. But I
0: don't know. One more guy I want to take a look at for the mediocre players, and then we'll move on here. It was David Montgomery. He was my running back start of the week. 17 carries, but he only had 60 yards. I think their game plan had to shift a little bit when they found out that Stafford wasn't going to play. Um, they kind of put the ball in Trubisky's hands a little bit more, which is gross. Um, but I mean, he still got, he's still had 17 touches, which that's, that's positive. He had 14 last week, 17 this week. The touches are at least staying at a, at a regular level, at least the past three weeks. I mean, how do you guys feel about David Montgomery? I I mean this
1: is super disappointing, but he's like you said he's fully getting the touches now, so I'm not that worried. I mean it's not like we thought he's an RB one, like it was a RB two at best, mostly a flex play, so I'm not really that worried.
0: Christian, My, I don't really want <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want many. You don't want players you players don't players want to touch the marriage with a 10,
2: point, ten point. I I really don't. Jesus like, Christ
1: sounded I mean, like I, Pac-Man died. What the <laughs> hell was that?
2: I'm sorry, dude. That's how I feel about the Bears offense. <laughs> wow.
0: Exactly. All right. All right. That's, that'll do it for our Week 10 recap. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into our Worthy Waivers of the Week going into Week 11. Welcome back to The Cut. We're going to get into our Worthy Waivers of the Week leading, leading into Week 11. Before we attack each other and tear ourselves to shreds like a pack of maniacs, let's just open the sack first and see what's actually in it it might not even be worth the trouble
2: totally worth it
0: i'm gonna go ahead and start uh we talked about him he was the number two wide receiver on the week darius slayton for the new york giants um we've talked about him a couple times before but he's really starting to emerge as one of daniel jones favorite targets granted it was without evan ingram and without sterling shepherd but there's no guarantee Shepard plays in the next couple weeks if he even comes back this year. Uh the Giants are on a bye going into week 11, so, but and that'll allow time for Evan Ingram to get healthy. But we don't know Shepard's concussion. Obviously, they want to be very, they're very concerned about it. So his production is going to go down a little bit with Ingram back, but Slayton's shown he has the big playability and he can get it, he can get you a touchdown. If you have to throw him into your flex and hope for that, more often than not, you you're going to be rewarded. Yeah, I, I'm
1: not quite sh- like like it says, I'm not quite sure with Ingram coming back his full workload, but he's been a red zone target. So if you absolutely need somebody, he could he could definitely work out maybe in like a keeper dynasty situation. He's something to look at with a closer lens with us not really knowing what's going on with Shepard. Yeah, he is a rookie. Yeah. Alright, well I'm gonna go next and I am kind of breaking the mold that Christian wanted to do because I don't want to pick up any of these people. So I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah,
0: for the record, I, this is kind of against my will to pick
1: Darius. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm going I'm going with the handcuff season. It's it's cuffing season out now, anyways. So let's just go into <laughs> it with Rashad Penny. Boom. Uh,
0: there,
1: yeah, Boo. there's there's definitely a ton more of running backs out there.
0: For the record, I don't. I was your joke. I wasn't booing the player. Well, like it wasn't it. even
1: really a joke, to be honest with you. But I'm going to say, like Madison is great to pick up, but I don't see Cook getting hurt because they're putting the oh, ball. why do you have to
0: go and say that? Well,
1: I, they're, they're using way. them both, and they're using other people to run the ball as well. So I'm going to stick with Penny, who's getting an increased workload, as well as if this this much running if there's any injury at all to Chris Carson, even if it's just an ankle roll, they're going to ease him back with kid gloves, just like Shepard. They're not going to risk him. They're going to let Penny go ahead. They understand they're a playoff contention team and they're going for that. They're not going for fantasy. So Penny could win you a league. He could, he could be playing week 15, 16.
0: Yeah. Carson. And Carson has, he only played four games in 2017. 14 to 2018, but he was banged up throughout the year. So it, it's 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 very possible that Carson's going to get hurt at some point down the yeah. stretch.
2: As, as a Carson owner, I've been trying to pick up Penny, but my needs elsewhere have have made me release him back to waivers. And, and I'm hoping that like by the end of it, maybe this is the week where I won't need to pick someone else up and I can stash Penny. Um, 100%. My waiver. Wire pickup of the week is Brian Hill. I created the show doc, so I had the only like actual worthy waiver. No, you
0: <laughs> dibs before we even did that.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I, I had already written it in. That's why I called dibs. Yeah, but dibs, uh, dibs. It, it looks like Devonta Freeman's going to be out this week. He had an MRI. Um, I, just got now, a, I
0: just got a notification that they they're expecting him to miss somewhere around two weeks, most likely. Yeah. yeah. So
2: your your pickup of of Brian Hill is going to be. A starting running back in the NFL, better than Kalen Balazs, so you're going to be able to play him, and even when Devontae Freeman comes back, it looks like Hill's going to have that Ito Smith role, um, except he's a lot better than Ido Smith, and Ito Smith is on IR, so Hill is guaranteed some type of work, so I think that he should be your number one waiver priority this week.
0: Plus, he's a much, yeah. much better running back than Edo Smith. Edo Smith yeah. is not a good running back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Randy, anything to add? No. Uh,
1: well, right. I guess maybe with uh, Herndon down and Hooper down and maybe pick up Rudolph, but even then, uh, I expect Thielen to be back this week, but if he's not, maybe Rudolph continues this usage. Yeah.
0: All right, so we'll move into one more thing before we get out of here. Uh, I talked about it in the uh, introduction in our dynasty league. This is the first year we've done it. The trade deadline was week 10. So we still have a couple days to make moves still, but we saw an unbelievable amount of trades. Uh, we were all, everybody was pivoting. Uh, we haven't even had these rosters for an entire season, but we were trying to make our teams better. So the three of us did a lot of moves to get our teams better for this year. If like me, I'm trying to make a playoff push. I'm in the playoffs right now. I'm trying to get my team better to compete along with the future. Uh, Randy's trades were kind of more towards the future. Christians were a little bit of both. But let's yeah. just uh, let's just talk a little bit about the trades that we well, made the last week or so.
1: Yeah, and
0: Christian, you said these aren't even all of yours. These five, correct? <laughs> yeah, Christian so, was we. Christian was the um. I don't know. I, I can't even, I can't even think of a GM to compare him to. It's just <laughs> there were more trades in that. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and so basically that means that we had close to 20 trades just this mm-hmm. week, maybe more. So that's why we wanted to do it. To kind of show people what dynasty trades should kind of look like to the most part, because most sites where you can actually look to see who's trading, who you have to pay for. So I'd rather let you listen to this free and get some ideas.
0: So Christian, why don't you run through yours? And then uh, at the end of it, Randy and I will give just a couple thoughts because there's so many here. We, I just want to kind of go through them. So just <laughs> run through yours.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm going to go most recent to oldest and kind of show you how <laughs> I eased up towards the end. But the first trade um, that I found in my, my transaction list was I received Ian Thomas for Tyler Higbee. Some of you may not even really know those names, um, but Ian Thomas is the backup tight end in in Carolina. He's sitting behind Greg Olson right now. He's, I believe, in his second year, and I, I know a lot of people are talking that Olson is hitting the finish line. He's looked great this year, uh, so I don't necessarily know that that's going to happen, but if he were to retire, I've got a starting tight end in the NFL that could pan out. It might not pan out, but... He, he, Ian Thomas is sitting behind Greg Olson, who's 97 years old. Tyler Higbee is sitting behind a guy who's younger than him. So his path to, to a starting role isn't really there. So that's why I made that move. One of the big ones I received, Michael Thomas for DK Metcalf and two first-round picks. So I had recently acquired DK, which Sean's going to talk about, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so I, I acquired DK and a first for Juju Smith-Schuster therefore i sent juju and a, and one single first for michael thomas uh i'm reaping the benefits already i michael thomas had a, a great game um so i'm loving that trade so far the one i am very skeptical about thank is the, you <laughs> is the mike Gasicki for oj howard i think that these two players have almost the same mold they're crazy athletic they're underutilized uh, I went with Kasiki because it looked like the path for his success would be there if I needed a tight end start this year and in the future, he's, he's a little younger. Um, but OJ Howard then had a, a nice solid week. So yes, I, he did, I, I, I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic that it works out for both of us. Uh, another one I received DJ Chark for Adam Thielen and a 2020 fourth round pick.
0: If, if, if to do
2: Exactly. Yes. Um, so I got a younger guy, than Thielen, who's kind of reaching the, the tail end of his his career uh, for a guy who I think has has broken out. I think that DJ Chark is kind of quarterback-proof. I know a lot of people are worried that those targets go to D.D. Westbrook now, that Foles is back. I don't. I think DJ Chark is a stud.
0: For the yeah. record, O.J. Howard and Mike Gusecki are, are roughly the same age. Uh, Howard's like a couple months older.
2: Yeah, but yeah, They're he's also old. got a few more – he's got a year more yeah. in the league. right. Um, and then the the big one that I wanted to touch on was my my running back trade. Uh, <coughs> so I just <clears throat> yeah, these guys think it was collusion because it was with my buddy from down here in North Carolina. But
0: you were in the car with him when you made the deal. <laughs> he he we, we offered.
2: Think, we
1: think the deal was also part one PP touch. We're not quite sure to be <laughs>
2: to be honest here. I just Definitely. think it could have happened. <laughs> All right, so the the trade was carrying anyway. on. Philip Lindsay, and a first is what I got. I sent Andy Dalton, Mohamed Sanu, and Marlon Mack.
0: Now Keep but in then, mind, this is a dynasty league with both of those running backs being in their second season.
2: Right. so I flip- and Andy
0: Dalton was just benched. <laughs> Mohamed was traded to a different team, and Marlon but, Mack has been in the league for four years.
2: All right, so let me, let me argue why it would be good for Seth. Um, Muhammad Sanu is a top... 29 to 30 receiver. And he looked explosive in the first game that the Patriots rolled him out. I think that he's a good play this year and he needed a running back for that week, which carry on's obviously out. Philip Lindsay was on by and Marlon Mack was playing the dolphins. So
0: sure. Yeah. But for most the new, wow. the, the Patriots did spend a first round pick on oh, okay. the second. No, no, it
2: no, was no Nikkeela, it was first on Nikhil. Yeah, Sorry. They
0: also drafted Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, I know. That's why I made the trade. <laughs> I,
1: in fairness, to play this year, we have huge rosters, like yeah. starters and bench. So it does make sense to want guaranteed starters. And you need a running back. It's still just a shaky trade. I don't think it was actually a collusion, but I do think there was a No, attached. we
0: joke about it. I mean, <laughs> talked about it in our trade episode. Like, nothing, unless it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah. All trades should go through. We're, yeah. just a, we're just both upset because this is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, if yeah, I actually anyway. thought
1: if I actually thought it was collusion, I wouldn't have processed the trade. Right.
0: right. And you're right. the commissioner, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. the only truth, the trade I'm happiest about is that Christian gave me OJ Howard from Mike Gasicki. I was sitting on that trade for a couple of days. I, I just think the upside of Howard is higher than Gasecki, just based on the athleticism of OJ Howard. Even if even if he doesn't find it with Bruce Arians, he's going to be put into a different offense where he's going to be a stud, and that's really the reason.
2: Really I did. really quick though, you do know that Mike Kosicki broke records at the combine with his athleticism. Yep, sure. So, but- so I, I mean, I I see your point. If the, believe me, that was a tough trade for me to send over. Uh, I I'm a big OJ Howard believer. However, Mike Gusicki is going to have a new quarterback next year, and that's what I'm kind of banking on, and I'm banking on he the offense. The
0: Bucks, the Bucks, very well yes. could have another quarterback also. That's not going to
2: happen, dude.
1: They they have less of a chance to have a quarterback. Right. Yes. I guess But saying. at the end but, of
0: the day, I have George Kittle anyway, so this yeah. is my second. I, yeah.
1: I do want to say that I, me and Christian were in semi-trade talks early in the week, and – I he was talking about he was going to compete and I told him he definitely needed to get starters to be able to actually compete for the title and he did exactly that so props to him okay. and he still and he still has picks well so, okay. he did the and, right thing
2: and and really quick I don't have many picks left I have I still have a first round pick which I am hanging on to for dear life um <laughs> but so uh, most of my starters now are under 25 years old and yeah. I have one of the better starting lineups in the league. Um, I mean, I also have Kenny Galladay, oh. Mark Andrews. My running backs are, are stout. So I, I just think that these moves definitely made sense for the future, even though I was giving up those picks. And that's kind of what you yeah. do in Dynasty.
0: Talk, you talk about – I mean, you and I did the same thing. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I'm going to say I did it better than you. But, uh, <laughs> sure. but it was on the same page. Randy's probably the one to judge. So what I did, I had acquired Sterling Shepard. Um, in a trade earlier this year, uh, along with Joe Mixon for Mike Evans in the first round pick, which I was kind of disappointed in that at first, but I feel a little, a lot better about it now. I sent away Sterling Shepard, Sony Michelle, and Rashad Penny for Damian Williams, DK Metcalf, and Christian's 2020 first round pick. Then I was looking to make my receiving core a little bit better, so I took Odell Beckham, Cortland, Sunnet, Cortland Sutton, who I had gotten from Christian for Mark Andrews, a 2020 fourth round pick in my 2021 first, I flipped it for Devonte Adams, Corey Davis, and a 2020 first round pick because I didn't have one. Um, so I, I essentially acquired two within the span of a day. I then sent DK Metcalf and the recently acquired first rounder to Christian for Juju Smith Schuster, who is only 22 and I'm very high on as a dynasty running or wide receiver to pair with Devonte Adams. So those are my top two. Then, to Christian's dismay, I sent A.J. Green and a 2020 fifth-round pick and received T.Y. Hilton. So now I'm looking at my three receivers of Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, and T.Y. Hilton. Hilton's 30 years old, but he still looks good when he's healthy. Devontae Adams and Juju are two of the higher-end dynasty wide receivers. Then, the last trade, which Christian texted me and was very upset about, I sent Tevin Coleman and Corey Davis – for david johnson and i got back sterling shepherd
1: you just really needed sterling shepherd back huh? <laughs> i did I wanted <laughs> to it. You, you heard he was gonna get kid gloves and you're like yeah that's what i need
0: well and well plus the fact that i had to talk uh, i had to talk the first trade partner out of dd westbrook and send him sterling shepherd instead so i was able to keep dd westbrook and sterling shepherd in this scenario yeah yeah, that good. that
2: last trade was one of the more lopsided ones that I've seen in the league. Yeah, because okay. that's if David Johnson returns to form, I think that yeah, you absolutely robbed, and Sterling Shepherd doesn't retire because I still think that's possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> none of us are, but none of us are high on Corey Davis, really.
2: No, and not with this team Coleman is
0: okay, but I I had to jump at that deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and Coleman's in a committee where he's shown he can be great, but he's also showing he can't at the same time. So right. you, you took a running back that hopefully gets back to form, but we'll see. But yeah, same thing with you. You definitely – you're in the same kind of position. You already traded away your first, and then you ended up getting the first while still improving your team, which is kind of crazy. I I do – I'm, like, glad – for you that you switched Odell for Adams somehow. I don't know how you did that,
0: but I was so Gotti yeah, messaged me sense. back. I, I told him to take a look at that deal. And he said, I, his message was, was along the lines of like big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah. that. It, and, and, and again,
1: Odell is going to be better. Like there's no way he plays like, this is going to be his worst season of his entire career. Right. I was going to say that. So, like it's not like lopsided. it's just for you this year, I think that's awesome uh, but then again, maybe like dynasty wise if he stays in Cleveland and gets back to his usual form, he's got he's got a way younger quarterback than aaron rodgers,
0: so True. and the thing is Adams is actually adams is younger than Odell though Odell mm-hmm. just turned twenty seven yeah. Adams is still twenty six yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah you've you a that. lot. Plus, so I'm, 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 I'm high on Juju. Not as high as Christian. I'm high on Juju as a dynasty wide receiver. I'm not.
1: Yeah, I see it. I think he's probably a guaranteed wide receiver to dynasty with mm-hmm. clear signs for wide
0: receiver one. Yep. All right, Randy, you only have two in here.
1: Yes, I only have two. And that is basically because my team is already ultra young and I pretty much traded away my two only old pieces. I am currently 10th in the league, I believe, and it's an eight-team playoff out of 12 for Dynasty. So I do have an outside shot still. I've won, this week. Oh, I won this week. I won this week.
0: Future, He's not going yeah, to Yeah,
1: 100%. Well, no, I can make the playoffs. I'm about to beat Frank, who's pretty much the best team in the league record-wise. He, he's and the best team
2: in the league on paper, too.
1: Yeah, so it puts me still in contention, but there's not a lot of weeks left. I wasn't, I could have made a big move cause I have a bunch of picks, but I just don't want to do it. So I ended up sending Ryan Tannehill, my fourth and fifth round for this year for a second to Dan for, well, yeah, to Dan this year.
2: And, and that's going to be like an extended first round.
1: Yes. It's going to be very early. So that's good. <laughs> that's going to be whatever running back receiver quarterback slips. And that's, I mean, that's good for me. That leaves me with two firsts and two seconds, as well as a third, and I'll get more picks back. But I uh, also traded Larry Fitzgerald to Mike for a 2024th 20, 20 and fifth, so I got those back, and then a 2021 20, fourth as well. So I basically got his value for dynasty right now because he's starting to play better again. So it's at best like a third round pick. So I got that value maybe a little bit more for the future with the next year fourth, but and most, most likely I'm going to trade that. So it's not really that big a deal, but it was two trades for guys that I wasn't going to use that are really old. And now I don't have quarterbacks basically <laughs> besides Darnold and Baker, but it's okay. I yeah. don't expect, I expect there's a chance I make the playoffs, but even then I'm facing the best team and I don't yeah, expect to, I don't expect to win a championship. So I made moves for the future and definitely helped out other teams that have a shot to win.
0: And that's the thing about Dynasty is you have to take it. I mean, sometimes you just have to take a step back and say that your team isn't as good this year, but it can get better with some draft picks and some offseason moves. So that's why you did it. Um, Just some other trades to note on. uh, Other ones that went around the league that weren't involving us. Tyler Boyd, Sonny Michelle, and Nikhil Harry for Curtis Samuel, a twenty twenty first. 2021 3rd and 2022 5th um Mark Ingram, Noah Fant, a 2022nd and Christian's 2023rd for David Johnson and Mike Williams, who David Johnson then came to me. And then Deshaun Watson for Jordan Howard, Terry McLaurin, a 2021st and a 2022nd. So that was That's, a yeah a call to give up for Watson, but uh he needed a quarterback and obviously Watson is one of if not the highest rated dynasty quarterback there can be. Yeah. I I would have probably tried to get a little
1: bit better running back in that deal, but this is pretty close to what you're, that's almost best value.
0: Yeah. I mean, two, two picks this year, Terry McLaurin, who's in his first season, who's already looked good. And Jordan Howard, who has only, it's, he's only in, been in the league for four seasons. So yeah. All right, boys, that'll do it. Um, so thanks for listening to our little dynasty trade talk there. Um, are you guys got anything to say before we go watch this Monday night game?
1: No, no I, I hope this is good. I hope Lockett has a number one fantasy day and <laughs> it saved me <laughs> in
0: that league. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for the Niners in this one. I'm I'm facing I'm Russell for, in a couple leagues and I'm hoping yeah. that he gets shut down.
1: I'm rooting for the Seahawks actual football wise. I, I I would love the I think this is the week the Niners should lose and I think
2: the Seahawks kinda need this win, so I hope I'm interested to see Richard Sherman on this undefeated Forty ers team against his old team. I, I think, I yeah. Do,
0: plus, I, yeah. I just can't wait to see how handsome Jimmy G looks. Is, prime time. is Sherman sure.
1: guarding just Gordon and Metcalf, or like, what do you guys think? Because he's, he's not—he
0: not- won't see Lockett a ton. He stays on the sa- He stays on the same side of the field.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and Gordon's right. fully active, so I assume he's probably going to get at least thirty percent of the work, probably
0: more, but at least 30. hopefully that cuts into Medcast value. And Jimmy yeah. G is looking as handsome as ever, guys. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> well, always. thank God. I'm so <laughs> I'm
2: so glad. Right. For Jimmy G. So, oh, really? Really be quick it. before we leave, there's two new articles up on the website. One written by Nathan Joyce. I wrote the other one. Uh, make sure you go check those out officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Um, I know we mentioned the website at the beginning, but wanted to mention those two articles as well.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, feel free to give us some, uh, some feedback on the pod, how we did this new format. Um, it, it was a couple of, some people brought up the suggestion. So let us know if the recap worked for you, or if you want to go back to our old ways, or yeah. uh, just try to mix in a little bit of both. So yeah. uh, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys Thursday. Go enjoy the Monday night game. We gone.